Welcome to the Elevated Life Wellness Podcast. This is episode number 11, and today is all about breast health and wellness. I'll be having a conversation with Rhea from Bosom Wellness. Rhea creates a line of luxury organic breast serums, and she's become an expert on breast health and wellness. Rhea breaks it down for us as we cover fascinating topics such as her Blissipline practice, her mom's journey with breast cancer, and most importantly, movement and flow. So many gems in this interview today. Thank you for listening and be sure to check her out at bosomwellness.com. That's B-O-S-M wellness.com. Peace. Hi, Rhea. Hi, Susan. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. So the first question I want to ask is, what makes you feel the most elevated? Mm, That is such an awesome question. Um, Women really need to feel elevated in order to have optimal breast health. So I love thinking about this. I actually consider... When the things that make me feel elevated to be my discipline mm. practice. And so I look at it almost like a required part of leading like a whole balanced life. And for me, um, that is really when I'm doing movement practices. Mm. So I really, really enjoy different movement arts for different things. I, um, I like yoga for getting grounded and getting in my body and feeling like I'm taking care of like my internal organs and keeping myself limber. And then I use Tai Chi for um, helping to really cultivate a stronger like sense of well-being and life force like and connectedness to the earth and really drawing strength from up from the earth and using my breath to um, stay calm and like stabilize and then I like circus arts I'm an aerialist so I like doing circus four times a week with my circus community for having fun and, um, tapping into the more creative part of. Wow. So I I imagine like you literally become elevated in your circus arts. I know that's true. That's actually true. We do a lot of, um, we do a lot of like new things each time, you know, we're learning new skills. We're doing a lot of like breaking through, you know, with each new skill, there's like some fear involved um, mm. because you're climbing, um, you know, way up high on the silks. They go 25 feet up into the air. And then, you know, you're relying on, you know, your your strength to, you know, make sure that you don't die. (laughs) And so, um, yeah, the combination of like adrenaline and, um, like serotonin and oxytocin is amazing for feeling elevated. Wow. Love that. So Rhea, you have a company called bosom wellness. Could you tell us a little more about that? Yes, absolutely. So it's kind of a two-part story. Um, First part of my story really goes back many, many years, over 10 years ago. Um, My mom was actually diagnosed with breast cancer, and she um, really had a lot of fear and a lot of resistance to... um, kind of dealing with it and processing it and handling it. And so I, and along with my sister, kind of became her advocates and her caregivers. And we actually, I did a lot of research and my sister did a lot of like hands-on, like um, going with her to appointments, um, finding her doctors, you know, really just doing a lot of the like, um, back end part of helping her, um, kind of come to terms with that and 
learn about, you know, how she could, you know, start to handle it. And in the process of, you know, learning about my mom's breast cancer, I came across a bunch of information and knowledge about um, breast health, actually, which I had never thought of before. I had never been taught anything about breast health before. Um, you know, we, we learn a certain amount about, you know, our well-being in school. And then, you know, if you have interests, you, you know, absorb, you know, other bits and pieces of knowledge as you, you know, go through life. But breast health was completely foreign to me and mm -hmm. no one had ever taught me anything about it. So I became um, aware that you know, there is a huge need, uh, both a need for breast health um, and uh, like a need for, you know, how to handle breast health challenges. Um, and also um, a tremendous amount of um, traditional like remedies and, you know, more holistic practices that, you know, I never heard of before. So I um, kind of, you know, just organically gestated that um, for several years um, and kind of, you know, would share that with my friends as, you know, as conversation would allow opportunities would arise and, you know, every woman I know was kind of on the same level. Like, you know, have you ever heard about, you know, these aspects of keeping your breasts healthy and almost no one, no. you know, no one knew. Yeah. <laughs> so um, then fast forward several years and because of what we were going through with my mom, I knew about thermography. Um, my mom was having regular thermo breast thermography to monitor her cancer and see if the um, treatment protocols that she was following were helping or not. And so um, through that experience, I decided I was about, you know, 32 at the time. I decided that I should have, um, they like to call it your baseline thermogram, mm. which is like getting your first thermogram when your breasts are completely healthy and in a state of homeostasis, mm -hmm. which greatly empowers any subsequent um, thermography that you have done. Mm. So I looked up um, thermography here in Northern California, which is where I live, and ended up finding um, the only place you could have it done, which is in Sonoma County. So I went to have my own thermogram and I met a woman who would become my future mentor. And um, through her, I learned a lot about, um, you know, I had kind of in that appointment, I kind of, you know, would mention, have, have you ever heard about breast massage? And she was like, absolutely, I recommend it to all my patients. I see a dramatic improvement in all of my clients' scans. That's, that's what a thermography scan, you know, is called um, after regular breast massage. So I started sharing some of the research and interests that I had with her. And then she started um, providing me with even more um, you know, validation for, you know, the things that I was, you know, becoming aware of. And she started helping me realize that like, we needed to advocate for these things and we needed to really like share this message that we have an epidemic of breast cancer in our country and pretty much it's going worldwide at this point. And there is so much preventative. I mean, breast cancer is known as a, lifestyle disease. So it is um, definitely caused by, there are certain genetic causes, but there are also um, lots of other causes. And um, that is like toxification and, you know, lifestyle practices that lead to stagnation mm. that cause this. And if we have awareness in our um you know, younger years and we, um, live our life in a way, you know, that where we try to avoid and take care of our breasts in a preventative, you know, kind of mindset, um, we could be drastically reducing like the statistics on that. Mm. So 
as those two things were gestating, you know, I just ultimately, you know, kind of grew this little baby concept of a brand that would empower women and educate women about their breasts and why they needed to take care of their breasts. And um, that was really what birthed the um, product line, which is um, basically meant to inspire women to do breast massage, to give women a, um, you know, a beautiful way of taking care of their breasts. I mean, um, we have products for, you know, taking care of every part of our body, but our breasts. And so um, I wanted to use this beautiful product that smelled good and made you feel good to encourage women and give them, you know, kind of like an inspiration to actually perform their breast massage on a regular basis. Yes. I love that story. And I remember reading in the pamphlet that there was like an Ayurvedic formulation. Yes. So I have two formulas right now. One is uh, hemp CBD and the other is a pure formula that doesn't contain any CBD. And that formulation, I actually had the fortune of um, taking to the Chopra Center in Carlsbad, California. Uh, It's actually La Costa. It's right next to Carlsbad. And they um, were just super impressed with it. And they told me they have a panel of um, doctors from all over the world that specialize in Ayurvedic medicine, but also Western medicine and um, allopathic medicine. And um, they combine to um, help, you know, provide care for patients with breast cancer. And so through meeting them, I actually was um, taught by them that my pure formulation is um, perfectly Ayurvedically balanced. And mm-hmm. I wasn't aware of that when I created the formula, but it has um, peppermint and vanilla. And so these two um, scents stimulate and ground and calm at the same time, which is mm-hmm. something that you know is balanced um, from an Ayurvedic perspective. So um, mm-hmm. that was really cool. And it smells so good. Thank you. I know. I love, love, love the way it smells. It just absolutely, completely takes you down about, you know, 10 notches from your stress level as soon as it comes out of the bottle. Yeah, it comes out of the bottle and it creates this beautiful aura. Thank you. I love how this breast massage oil is so great for... um, measures against breast cancer and I'm also like really inspired for it really inspired by it for supporting um, self-care during breastfeeding that's when I like when I first met you and first learned about bosom wellness I was dealing with a breastfeeding issue like I had had this really painful um, sore spot on my breast for for like nine months and my daughter was like a year and a half and um it was like the same time I met you was the same time that this doctor that I had gone to see for it had taught me about breast massage and I'm like all those other women you had talked to like I didn't know about breast massage or breast wellness or just like it just wasn't part of my routine at all but um starting to use this product and doing like consistent breast massage, the the issue that I had had for nine months that was so painful went away within two weeks. Like a miracle, prayers answered. Mm, um, I love so that. Now that I know about this, it's definitely a topic that I share with. I'm in touch with a lot of um, pregnant and postpartum moms, so it's definitely like sparking a conversation and, and wellness and awareness for us. So thank you. Mm, That's fantastic. And I did just want to mention, um, it's important just this one little bit of information in case somebody's hearing this and, 
you know, they, they, you know, I want everyone to be fully informed. So Mm -hmm. when, um, someone is breastfeeding, it's really, really important to, um, make sure to cleanse the breasts. If you are using bosom, um, you need to cleanse the breasts before, um, your baby nurses, because um, castor oil has a very powerful um, effect and it can cause um, the baby to have like very powerful bowel movements if they get it in their mouth. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I always say it's really fantastic for um, mastitis and um, cysts and also painful nipples that can, you know, chafed and painful nipples. It's really, really therapeutic, but we have to make sure that we use it away from nursing and that we actually wash the breasts before we go back and nurse again so that there's no um, chance at all of the baby getting it in their mouth. And I'm excited to share that um, one of my new formulations, which um, I'm currently trying to save up the funding to be able to launch is um, a breastfeeding formula that is oh, yeah. so pure that uh, the baby could get it in their mouth. And it's um, not based in castor oil. It's actually jojoba based um, with mm-hmm. some other base oils mixed in. But it's going to be also a wonderful um just tool for moms to have in their toolkit. It's definitely different from your traditional breast balm. Um, I feel like um, a lot of people, that's the one time when we're breastfeeding that we actually have a little bit of exposure to an actual breast product. And that's the, you know, various breast balms or nipple balms that are, um, just so different to apply. I mean, when, you know, it's difficult to get a balm, they're more for like, just, they're more like a chapstick, similar to like a, you know, a lip balm, you know, where you're just going to be like swiping it over the surface of the breast. And the purpose of bosom is to really kind of like nourish and drench the entire breast in support. So it's a little bit different from a breast balm. I'm glad that you mentioned that um, part about the castor oil in the um, in the serum because yeah, it was the castor oil that ended up pulling out um, the thing that was whatever it was that was clogging my nipple duct. Your milk duct. Yes. yes. Um, and it is so powerful, yet castor oil is also the same thing that, yeah, it's like um, very, very powerful and you don't want to ingest it if you're not intending to. So thank you for that right. reminder. Do you have any tips for if somebody knows nothing about breast massage, um, how to get started? Yes, totally. I, um, I do have a video that is on my brand new YouTube channel and you can find my, my YouTube channel. It's a little bit hard to find me right now. If you just go to YouTube and type in bosom wellness, but the best way to find it is by going to my website and there's a big, huge link on the, on the very first home page, um, that takes you to how to do a self breast massage, um, but in general, I like to tell everyone that breast massage can be done anytime. It doesn't matter if you're wearing your clothes, if you're in the shower, if you're laying in bed, you know, if you're, you know, driving in your car and it can be super gentle. It's not a deep tissue thing. Um, we're just literally almost like barely dragging the fingers over the surface of the breasts. And this is actually a a lymphatic drainage massage technique Mm -hmm. that um, if you go and have a lymphatic specialist do um, lymphatic drainage massage, um, that is what you'll experience. Something unlike any other massage that you've ever had before. And um, it can be, um, you know, quite... um, it's very pleasurable. Mm-hmm. 
And it stimulates a huge amount of oxytocin to be released into the bloodstream, which is super healing for our bodies. Um, people are familiar with oxytocin for being a um, awesome, it's you know known as the cuddle hormone. And um, mm. people know it for causing the bonding between mother and child or between lovers. But oxytocin is actually so much more than that. It's actually a hero hormone um, for healing in the body. And the more oxytocin, the better. There's no too much oxytocin. And what it does is it actually completely stops and reverses the damage of stress. And we're now learning and coming to find that stress and um, early childhood trauma and chronic stress is actually, uh, there's research that's proven that it leads to health challenges later in life, like cardiovascular health issues, um, cancer, and other complicated um, um, diseases. So we don't really want to have, what happens when stress gets triggered is our body releases cortisol. And the first time I became aware of how powerful this is was when my, my mom's doctor actually pulled me aside and she told me that my mom could not afford any more cortisol in her bloodstream. She had tested my mom's cortisol levels and said they were through the roof. And her, mm. it, what it does is it activates your fight or flight mode. And when your fight or flight mode is activated, your immune system is completely shut down. Completely. Mm. You're not in rest and digest anymore. And um, it shuts down the immune function so that it can increase cardiovascular function by um, raising blood pressure, raising heart rate, and enabling your body to be in a state that it can do flight or fight. And mm. so yeah, we are actually living, especially moms who work, working moms, you know, we're living in a overstimulated, hyper-stressed reality now. And that is causing our immune function to be depressed and suppressed and repressed completely. And so um, we have to do whatever we can once we realize that we're having a stress reaction to stop that stress reaction and tell our bodies it's okay, I'm safe, I don't need to be in a state of fight or flight right now. And one way mm. that we can send that signal to the body is by doing a little bit of breast massage. Because as soon as you start a little bit of breast massage, your body is going to start releasing oxytocin. And that oxytocin is going to move through the body and is going to stop the fight or flight reaction and actually put your body into rest and digest. Mm. So... Um, the reason I said it can be almost done almost anywhere is because, I mean, you can't really be doing a breast massage in the grocery store, but the interesting thing mm-hmm. is um, nipple stimulation is actually the number one way to, um, it releases the most massive amount of oxytocin. And you can be almost anywhere mm. and just turn around and do a tiny little bit of nipple stimulation. And I just love this visual that I have that I love of, you know, women everywhere, just like turning away from, you know, conflict (laughs) and just squeezing their nipples, you know, for a few minutes, like I'm okay, I'm safe. I don't need to react to this in a stressful way. I'm going to be okay. So, um, so that is like one of the coolest things about it. And then other than that, there are several techniques, um, but it doesn't really matter. Just any kind of light stroking, um, light touching. I know a lot of women, when they take off their bra at the end of the day, which is something we should talk about, by the way, <clears throat> we should talk about bras. But when you take off your bra, there is an intuitive 
reaction to like rub under the breasts and along the area where the bra has been, you know, constricting the skin and pressing against the skin. And that is super natural and intuitive. And that's like kind of exactly what you want to do. You just kind of want to find whatever way of touching the breasts makes them feel release and, um, and bliss. Mm. So it's pretty easy, um, yeah. you know, in general, you know, there's a lot of like, you know, go in circles or, you know, stroke in outward. You can, you know, starting at the nipple, you can do light outward strokes all the way around the breast. So kind of like in a star pattern, starting at the mm-hmm. nipple and going out all the way around. You can do um, dragging your fingers across the top of the chest, all over the surface of the chest from the breastbone all the way out to the armpits. Because actually a lot of women don't realize that um, the breast tissue and the lymphatic tissue are like completely intertwined. And mm. the lymphatic system runs all through our breast tissue. And so um, lightly stroking down the neck and across the chest and then up into the armpits and underneath the breasts. And then, of course, you know, I think almost every woman has done the like just grabbing the breasts and kind of gently moving your hands in circles around like the globe of your breast that all Mm. stimulates lymphatic flow and drainage. Hmm. Mm-hmm. which is essential for keeping your breasts healthy because, you know, most people don't realize that our breasts are actually containing a tremendous amount of toxins. They're holding toxins that have come from all of the internal organs and are too much. The body doesn't want them floating around free in the bloodstream. It doesn't want them in the tissues. And so, what it does is it encapsulates them and seals them up in fat cells. And most women have the majority of their fat cells in their boobs, their bellies and their butts, and also sometimes our thighs. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. our breasts are conveniently located right next to um, major lymphatic pathways. And so the nastiest toxins end up in the breast because the body is trying to put them there so they out through the lymphatic system because the lymphatic wow. system is the body's detox pathway. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Like that piece of information, how we store these toxins in our fat cells and like especially in the breast and how we can lymphatic massage and like help drain that is just so powerful yeah I know it really changed my life and that's kind of going back to the things I was learning as my mom as I was researching for my mom and I was like whoa like this is a a massive life shift to know this you know So I do have a question. How is your mom doing? She's actually doing great. Thank you so much for asking. Um, It has been such a tremendous journey. We, um, she tried um, holistic and, you know, natural therapies for almost seven years before finally deciding that she just really needed to go in. Um, We weren't able to really get an edge on the cancer through any of the um, natural therapies that she was pursuing. She was on a lot of supplementation and she was taking Mm -hmm. mistletoe injections at one point. And she really just did really try everything that she could. And we didn't want to lose any more ground. Um, So, Um, we decided it was time to make a call and go in for um, allopathic treatment about two years ago. So she was really scared to do that, but she had a strong team of support around her and we all just kind of like grouped together as a team and decided that, you know, we wanted to make sure that we saved her life and that, you know, we didn't, Mm -hmm. you know, 
spend any more time losing ground. So we went in um, to meet some oncologists and um, get all of the scans done to find out, you know, if it had spread to her lymph nodes or anywhere else in the body. And we were so blessed that it wasn't metastasized or in the lymph. So um, she was a candidate for um, chemotherapy, um, bilateral mastectomy, which um, removed the full breast on the side that she had the cancer, and then mm. radiation. And she is actually now on like a follow-up oral chemo. And she just came through the whole thing so strong. I mean, she really had, she had some amazing, um, support from her naturopathic and functional medicine doctors. She received acupuncture after every single chemotherapy treatment and every single radiation treatment. She had it almost weekly for the entire time. Um, and she had a lot of interesting, um, Chinese medicine calls self-care is actually called self-cultivation. And so she was doing all sorts of interesting practices um, that came from the Chinese medicine um, doctor to um, do self-cultivation. Like, for example, um, she needed to walk every single day at dawn and she did that religiously the entire time. Yeah. And so there were some other interesting practices. Um, she also did bone broth the entire time. She made her own bone broth and she like infused it with positive thoughts and prayers every single time. And then she would sip on the bone broth, which is, you know, um, just tremendously restorative to all the damage that's being done to the gut microbiome by the chemotherapy. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know what exactly it was or if it was a combination of all these things, but she survived chemotherapy beautifully. Um, And of course, everyone's really, you know, scared going into chemotherapy. You know, what is this going to do? And we've all, of course, you know, heard many, many stories or maybe even known people who, you know, the chemotherapy just destroyed their body completely. And, yes. um, they just weren't strong enough to, they did, they it completely destroyed their immune system. It completely wrecked their gut health and, you know, they weren't strong enough to really thrive after that. But, um, you know, luckily that was not the case with my mom. So she, we, I was in Carlsbad with her celebrating her one year post mastectomy, um, birthday at just this past um, end of summer and um, that was beautiful and she looked better than ever she had you know hair was grown back and she was just absolutely thriving so um yeah it's a happy ending to that story yay yeah I'm really inspired by the self-cultivation practices and just like mm-hmm. seeking all these ways to support her health and um I mean not and then it ends up being not just for her but then you and your sister are learning about it and then you get to share those things and just, it really gives hope to otherwise you know our culture which is like play this off as like oh this is just like a bad situation but really there's like all these other things that we can do for ourselves to help us feel good and give us strength and give us purpose and it's so inspiring to hear thank you absolutely I agree yes It was actually so many people who survived cancer actually say this, um, that it was a blessing in the end. We can look back Mm -hmm. on it and know that it truly was a blessing. It transformed her life and many of the lives that she touched. So, Mm. yeah. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. And so what do we need to know about bras? Mm. Yes. 
Well, basically, I would be very unpopular if I said burn your bra because a lot of women need their bra and they rely on their bra every single day for comfort. And so that is one of the main reasons why bosom is so special and so remarkable um, to add to your self-care practice. Because if you could just imagine the most active lymphatic pathway in your entire body is literally in your breasts, under your breast, in the center of your breast bone. And is being touched by your bra. Now, the lymphatic system is very delicate. Lymph nodes are not tough little cookies that can just withstand the pressure of an underwire or a bra, you know, for very long. They actually compress. And this is the beginning of the problem of how and why we're having such a prevalence of breast cancer. Because our lymph nodes are like these little pumps. Our, we don't really have a pump that pumps our lymphatic system. What we have is movement, which is required for stimulating the fluid in the lymphatic system to flow. And then as it moves through the lymph nodes, they're like little one-way stoppers so that it goes through and then it doesn't, you know, flow back in the other direction. And so mm. when we end up flattening or compressing or damaging our lymph nodes, we no longer have, it's like shutting down a gateway on a channel of detox flow. And so the lymphatic mm -hmm. system is basically how your body flushes out a massive amount of toxins. It, it filters out toxins and it also delivers important immune um, molecules like white blood cells, for example, all throughout the body. And mm -hmm. it relies on movement and flow. So the lymphatic system it's like the river of the body. And if you've ever seen a stagnant river, you know that, you know, a river needs to flow in order to be healthy. And the minute that the waters become stagnant, the animals start to die, that festers in the water, the water becomes poisoned, and the whole system starts to break down. And so a healthy river always flows. And mm -hmm. our lymph system is like the river of our body. And a huge amount of our lymphatic system is in our breast tissue and up into our armpits. Mm -hmm. And so what happens when you wear a bra for like, 14 hours, sometimes longer a day. So basically you're spending half your day in a bra is that you're completely stymieing the flow of your river. Mm. Furthermore, a lot of women wear antiperspirant, which, you know, are, we're trying to sweat out the armpits to release a lot of these toxins. That's why you're BO smells, it smells because it's your toxins coming out. And yeah. when you put a antiperspirant on there that doesn't allow the toxins to come out, you're just, you know, stuffing your breast tissue full of toxins that your lymph system is diligently working on trying to get out of your body. Wow. Furthermore, your Lymph system, one of the main ways, the reason, I don't know if it's the reason why, like the chicken, the egg, I don't really know, but the jiggling, the natural movement and jiggle of the breast, like through just walking or dance or, you know, swimming or exercise of any kind, the movement of the breast actually stimulates the lymph to, um, to flow. And so we're trapping our boobs all day long in a bra so they can't move like at all. You know, they are completely stuck there in position. 
And then we have the underwire and the straps and the side thing, the, you know, the, where the elastic is on the side, all compressing down. And so it's kind of like um, putting a tourniquet on your breasts and your lymphatic system. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's just sounds uncomfortable and wrong. Mind boggling. Well, now think back. I'm so glad you said that because think back to the first time it was basically right when your breasts were developing. I bet if I could take a guess and the first time you started wearing a training bra. Yeah. How did it feel? Like supportive. Like there's something there holding you in. Yes but maybe also slightly uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, for me, when I first put that thing on, I mean, and my mom insisted that I wear it, you know, and and culture mandates that young women do. It's like, as soon as Mm -hmm. your breast tissue starts to even develop, we want you to cover it up and strap it down in a bra And that bra actually is really hard to get used to wearing. And, Mm. you know, like you want to take it off because it's itchy and it's sweaty. Yes. And it's nothing like comfortable like what you were used to previously to wearing a bra. So it is terribly uncomfortable for the body. But the interesting thing is through insisting either on ourselves or from society or from our moms or our friends or whatever, that we wear that bra every single day. We have conditioned our mind not to feel that level of discomfort anymore. And this is another reason why there's so much breast disease prevalence in our culture because women are trained to not think about their breasts. Women are conditioned to not feel their breasts at all. It's like the very first thing you put on at the beginning of the day when you're getting dressed is your bra. And the very last thing you take off at the end of the day oftentimes is your bra. And when you go to exercise, you wear a different bra, you know, and sometimes women even wear supportive um, garments like while they're sleeping. And so when do your breasts have an opportunity to breathe? When do we have an opportunity to have blood flow and blood flow is another really important part of it. I mean, oxygenated and nourished blood cells coming into the breast tissue is also just as important as having lymphatic flow, but the blood can't get in because there's no way for it to, you know, get underneath this tight, squinching bra. So mm. my solution to, you know, this problem is not, you know, burn your bra, but actually it's just when you take off your bra, make sure to undo some of the damage that was done all day long by blessing your breast with a breast massage. Beautiful. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Yeah. You reminded me of my first bra experience. And I remember like culturally I was excited to get one. I felt, you know, like, oh, I'm, it's finally time for me to get my first bra. But then like all those other things, like that uncomfortableness and the problems that arose when, when I started wearing it, where it's like, we're just conditioned to not even like worry about those things because we have to armor up and, and just wear this thing that our culture tells us that we have to wear. Um, and so like getting back in touch with ourselves, releasing all that, um, holding in that we've been doing all day long while we're wearing our bras, like, wow, what a nice practice. And especially something to show our daughters, those of us with, with young daughters, like showing them how to just care for ourselves and like check in with our bodies and 
give ourselves some love and some gentle and compassionate support with touch. Totally. So we got to show them that. Absolutely. And you know what? Now that you mention um, that about our daughters, I would love to share with you. Actually, I have an 18 year old daughter and you know, we first, you know, everything I learn, I teach my daughter first. She's the first person who like, if, as soon as I learn something, I like call her up and I'm like, listen, you have to know about this. This is so important for you. And so all along the way, you know, 10 years ago, she was only 10 and, you know, I was only 30 and we started learning all this stuff. And, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, everything I would learn, I would just, you know, that was my just natural thing. I would just tell her and she started putting it together. You know, young women, when they're just about to hit puberty are peak intelligence. Their human brain is at a remarkable Mm -hmm. peak of development. And she started putting it all together and she was like, no way am I going to wear a bra. There is no way I would do that to myself. That is not right. And so she actually never wore a bra because she thought that that was what she needed. And I have to say, there were several times when I was so tempted to be like, you can't wear that t-shirt without a bra. You just can't. You have to go put on a a tank top or, you know, something underneath that t-shirt. And I actually overrode that urge. I was like, you know what? I think this is Mm -hmm. culture demanding that I do this, you know, when really she's not hurting anyone by not wearing a bra. She's not being you know, promiscuous by wearing, it's just a simple t-shirt, you know, and it's not too short and it's not too tight. It's just a t-shirt. And there's absolutely no reason why she should have to feel like shamed for wearing a t-shirt on her natural Mm. God-given body. And Mm. so it was actually something that was really interesting. It would bring up a lot of my own, like, cultural programming and sense of, you know, um, conformity that, Mm -hmm. you know, should I allow her to go to school without a bra? Like, oh, what are the other moms going to think? What are the other kids going to think? And I just kind of, you know, overrode any, like, urge to from peer pressure or whatever it was to like, you know, force her into conformity. And she did what she wanted to do and never, ever wore a bra. So it was pretty cool. Yeah. And I think we need to be encouraging more women. You know, we have this kind of like free the nipple movement, which I am so passionate about. I have I like, just don't even get me started about talking about this issue with how, you know, men can show their nipples on social media, but women can't. And the whole thing just gets me so fired up. But, um, we have some gender inequalities that are significantly harmful to women's bodies. And, um, you know, it's really, to be honest, it's really important to have natural vitamin D on your bare breasts. That is a, Mm, that is a breast health tip that I tell everyone you need 10 minutes a day in order to have optimal vitamin D levels. You want to absorb the vitamin D on your fatty parts of your body. So on your belly, on your boobs, on your butt and on your upper thighs, it does you like very little good to be absorbing the vitamin D from like on your arms and from the knees down. The vitamin D, the sunlight needs to be hitting your fatty tissues and especially your breast tissue. And so it's actually harmful to tell women that they have to wear a bra or a top or something at the beach when men are allowed to completely not have that constriction at all. Yeah, all the parts that we're told to cover up are really the parts that health-wise are the parts that should be 
out there loud and proud soaking up their vitamin D. That's right. Wow. Totally. So, Rhea, where can one find Bosom Wellness products? The easiest place to find my products right now is on my website. And my website is uh, just bosomwellness.com. And bosom is spelled B-O-S-M. And it's actually an old English word that means the area encircled by. So um, it's actually a word. I didn't just take the word bosom, the English, modern English word, B-O-S-O-M, and drop an O, which I think is a lot of people assume I did because that's kind of trendy right now. Uh-huh. But um, it's so it's bosom, B-O-S-M, and then wellness.com. All right. So bosomwellness.com. It sounds like there's a lot of good stuff over there. Links to your YouTube video or videos. Um, and you can buy bosom wellness products there. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm, um, I have also other breast health tools. Um, I have some beautiful breast crystals, which are fantastic and I can talk about if you want or have time. And then I also sell these handmade um, little dry skin brushes, which is something that is used in lymphatic support. Um, they're, it's amazing practice to, um, for detoxification to gently brush your skin. And so we um, sell these nice small ones because a lot of the dry skin brushes are like enormous and they're not easy to get into the contours of like the breasts and the the underarm area and the neck area, which is where we really Mm -hmm. want to focus on doing our dry skin brushing um, for optimizing our breast health. So, um, yeah, so I have the serums and some other tools on the website, as well as um, I've got uh, information on all of the different breast health challenges. So um, you can read about fibrocystic breasts on there. You can read about um, transitioning breasts. You can read about women who are dealing with breast implant illness on there. So I've got a lot of like really cool information that I've compiled over the years um, about all the different breast diseases, but I like to say breast health challenges. Mm. Um, You can also read about breast cancer and then, um, and then, yeah, I think I mentioned the YouTube channel. So yeah, that's about it. Okay. Tell us a little bit of breast crystals before we wrap this conversation up. The breast crystals are awesome. My mom actually used crystals the entire time she was going through her treatment because it is so stress inducing, you know, it's just like, can, I don't even know if you can imagine it, but you know, every time you go to the doctor, you have to have a procedure. They're all super invasive. You know, it just is so terrifying and stress inducing. And we really found gemstone therapy to be something that helped her channel her, you know, fears and emotions and really ground out so that she could like go into some of these appointments, just holding on to something kind of for dear life, you know, and just, it gives you an anchor point that, um, can be really wonderful. And then the different gemstones, I don't know if I mentioned this, but, um, the bosom serums are actually crystal infused because mm-hmm. of this. And because of learning about the um, crystals being used for various healing purposes and modalities, we actually decided to infuse the formulas with crystals. And so mm-hmm. each one of the formulas is one, uh, the CBD formula has rose quartz crystals and the pure formula has uh, clear quartz crystals. Mm. And um, there's a lot of interesting information about um, crystals and how they can help attune um, the frequencies of the body um, to um, resonate strongly with like the earth, which is where we should be trying to ground to and connect our energy to. It's very detoxifying to 
do a grounding practice. Um, and so crystals can help with that. Um, they actually use quartz crystals and all sorts of amazing scientific applications like in clocks and as elements mm. for um, conduits for heat in various applications. And so um, crystals are quite interesting for their ability to absorb and transmit energy. So I um, found these beautiful breast crystals from Gemstone Yoni, um, which is a company that I get them from, and they're GIA certified to be, um, that's the Gemological Institute of America, certifies them to be um, free of any chemicals at all, any dyes or any kind of like harmful um, substances. So, um, and they're, you know, sustainably and ethically harvested. So the ones that I have found, there's all kinds of breast crystals, but I like these ones especially because they're super, they're super smooth. They're of a size that you can really hold on to nicely. They're not too small. A lot of them are small, but these ones are really nice um, size. They fit perfectly in the palm of your hand. And they also can fit um, like inside your t-shirt or inside your bra if you're having, um, if you have like a loose fitting bra, not like a push-up bra with an underwire, but if you have like one of the cool, um, like True and Company has an amazing bra that is, um, you know, sort of, it doesn't have any elastic on it and it's not too tight, uh, but you can slip them in there and um, they can, you know, draw a lot of healing energy to the breasts and you can also use them just like you would use a gua sha on the face or a dry skin brush to just move the the fluids and all of the um the lymphatic um um the lymphatic fluid that's um underneath the surface of the skin um, along the right pathways. So you would use them just like mm -hmm. a dry skin brush very gently to um, help um, stimulate and move the fluid. Okay. Yeah. Gemstone therapy. And I love the idea of using it as like, to keep moving the fluids, just like another tool to connect with the body and to support the flow and movement that is so necessary for our breasts. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's the number one most important thing for your breasts is movement and flow. Oh my gosh, Rhea, you have taught me so much today. Thank you so much for sharing all this information, for sharing about your products, for um, connecting us with Bosom Wellness. It's just like amazing. I can't wait to go back and re-listen to this and like take notes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That's my mission. So thank you for helping me be uh, in alignment with my mission. Of course. All right, Rhea, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you, Susan. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Elevated Life Wellness Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review the podcast on iTunes so more people can find out about it. If you send me a screenshot of your review, I'll send you a PDF that just might change your life. It's my guide called Adorn Yourself by Color for a Healing Vibration. This guide will teach you how to connect and wear things with the color of the rainbow to support spiritual and physical healing. Trust me, this works. So send me a screenshot at infinitelove at elevatedlifewellness.com and I'll shoot you over a PDF. ASAP. Thanks so much. Peace. Would you like to work together? If you're someone who's on a path of personal and spiritual growth and transformation, and you're curious about or committed to living an elevated life, we might just make a great fit. I offer full vitality healing sessions in one-on-one -on -one yoga 
for nourishment of the mind, body, and soul. These experiences are available to those in my area of Mendocino County in Northern California and also online through video conferencing. I also love teaching yoga at special events such as cannabis yoga is called elevated yoga. I'm interested in corporate wellness and team building. I'm interested in participating in your wedding celebrations and helping everyone be grounded in the moment and elevated and ready to celebrate a special day. So whatever your special event may be, we might just make a good fit to work together. Please email me at infinitelove at elevatedlifewellness.com to connect. Peace.